Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Brother, take a sip of my beverage. Ah, that's bitter. Excuse me, I can't help but notice. Are you lost, brother? Whoa, far out, man. Aren't you like Desmond Man from Lost? I was just watching that, man. Hi, you got me there, brother. And I'm here to tell you something a wee bit important. You're gonna die, brother. Whoa, man, far out, it's like I'm part of the show, man. Wait a minute, I'm going to die? I'm afraid so, brother. I just, it doesn't matter what I do. I can't stop it any longer. Wait a minute, man. Uh, Let me just find my remote and turn this off. It's not going to work. You got to run, brother. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Ah, you remember those old commercials from the good old war on drugs era? This is your brain on drugs. Yeah, that was fun. Good times. As you can tell, probably, my wife and I finished watching Lost. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That was just a little bit of wackiness at the beginning. But I will say, I'm glad that I rewatched Lost because you can say what you want about the ending. And I'm not going to give any spoilers here for the... 2% of you who haven't seen it, but I made my peace with the ending this time and I I actually enjoyed it. It made sense. It made more sense. I think I missed out on some stuff and I really uh, liked it this time. Maybe it's just I'm getting soft in my old age. But anyway, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I just thought I would do a little bit of a kind of just rambling day in the life or a week in the life, I guess I should say, of an artist and just talk about What's been going on? What's been happening? What have I been up to? What are some of the things I've been doing for my art? What are the things I've been doing for my life and my body and my health? What's been going on? Because you know, you never know what's going to strike somebody. You never know what is going to spark an idea. You never know what's going to be something relatable, something that's just going to make you think like, oh man, yeah, that's right. That's been happening to me too. First, I wanted to just say that I'm really excited. I'm really grateful that everybody's been listening. I had a great interview with Annie Morehauser last week from Annie Glass, and that's been really well-received. A lot of people have been listening in and liking it and getting some great comments about that. I also wanted to say that The Living Artist has been on a bunch of top lists, top podcast lists, which is great. Agora International list of best art podcasts, 
Audible blog list, which has been great. We were actually number one in the best art podcast for artists, which was amazing. I've uh, been on the Artwork Archive best art podcast list, as well as Feedspot for everybody who knows. That's been for a few years now. Been on the, the top list, been kind of teetering from number seven to number 11 on that list. And yeah, I just want to say I'm, I'm very grateful uh, every time I seem to go online and Google, it seems like there's another list that pops up, which is amazing. So I'm very grateful for everybody listening, for people liking the show. I've really been putting my all into it. It's been a passion project. It's been scratching my own itch. It's been all those things. And I hope it has been helpful for you out there. So got any suggestions for anything, uh, any topics that you want to hear, feel free to reach out to me on social media at PMS Artwork and send me those suggestions and we'll see if I can incorporate them into a podcast episode or something like that. So what's been going on this week? Man, this week has been crazy, honestly. It has been up and down. You know, I had a few sales. I had four paintings that have actually sold this week. I shipped one to a repeat collector on the East Coast and got that framed and got that shipped out. And then I had a triptych that sold to a repeat collector in New York. And those are three pieces, three oil paintings that I did uh, that I had to kind of paint the sides of, get wired to hang, get new boxing material. So I went out and got all that and shipped both of those out. And excited to say those are my 604th painting sales. I think when I started this podcast, I was teetering around 400 or something. Or I was almost approaching 400. And now I'm at 604 painting sales, original painting sales. And that's great. Collector list is growing. Art list is growing. Uh, sales are growing. And that's just amazing. Another thing that I'm grateful for and I've been working hard at for many years. Also, when I started this podcast, I think I think we were at about four, approaching five years of being a full-time artist. And now it's uh, approaching eight. So that's really exciting too. Just seeing things progressing and moving forward is always great. But back to this week. So started off this week with my wife. Actually, I'm going to go a full seven days. So last week, we started off with a fast. My wife and I decided for personal reasons, for health reasons, we were going to do a water fast, a kind of modified water and broth fast. So we ended up doing a 36-hour water-only fast, nothing but water, tiny pinch of sea salt in there, uh, just for electrolytes and stuff like that. But we did a 36-hour fast and then we ended up finishing off the two days with a broth, which was like 200 calories or something, but it kind of helped break the fast. And it was also very limited. So it was still a technical fast, but it was a broth fast. So we really did a two-day fast, which 36 hours of that was just water only. And it was intense. You know, I've done them before. It's always interesting what comes up. This time, uh, had a little bit of a panic session at the end of the first day really low energy. My wife and I both, we kind of end up just like crashing and sleeping that night. We both worked, but we came home and did that and woke up the next day feeling fine and went to work and did our stuff. And then we kind of started the broth about halfway through the day there and finished off the fast strong and broke it with some fruit and then got into some solids. Now we're back at it. I'm actually recording it with a little mini fast as we speak. I'm doing, I think I'm about 14 hours. I always do some intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. And today I'm going to push it to about 16 hours, I think, just to um, keep the process going. I'm trying to do a consistent bout of autophagy, which is basically when your body starts to 
clear out all the garbage uh, and feed off of like old cells, recycle old cells, and it can even eat cancer cells and tumor cells and things like that. So been trying to do that. I supercharged that a little bit today with a cold shower, second cold shower for a minute. That's something that I've been doing with the Wim Hof method. I'm going to be doing 10 days of that. And I'm just really interested in what it does to your body from a physiological standpoint, also for mood enhancement. And I really started doing it because I wanted to get a hold of my stress levels. I really want to take charge of that. And I want to be able to reduce anxiety and just feel my best. And I got to say, when I did this cold shower today, I felt so good. So I would highly recommend looking into that. It's a very easy. It's like a 10-day challenge or something from Wim Hof where you can do that. And he does a lot, a lot of breathing too. I always incorporate breathing into my days, into my daily routines, as everybody knows here. But if you want to try that cold water, cold shower challenge, or if you got a cold plunge, even better, it's really been cool so far. I do it sporadically through the week, but now I'm going to do it 10 days consistently and see how it goes. It's supposed to give you that mood enhancement for 24 hours. So if you keep doing that, it's basically you're just in an enhanced mood state uh, all the time, basically. It regulates your heart rate, it enhances your mood, it de-stresses you, you just feel better. I know it does a lot of stuff on a physiological level that I'm not going to go into here, but look into that. So basically, as always, I'm trying to do things that are going to hack my body, that are going to keep me performing at my best level, keep me in my best spirits, because honestly, if we're not doing that, if we're not taking care of our health, There's nothing we can do with our art. There's nothing we can do with our mindset, keeping ourselves in that, you know, heightened state of mind where we feel like we can take on the world and we can really do our best as artists because every day can be a challenge as an artist, trying to find opportunities, trying to sell work, trying to create new pieces, just having the gumption and the know-how and the excitement to start our days with our best foot forward. Being an artist and doing our work is a challenge sometimes. So, I look into things like this all the time. I'm always trying to find little hacks and stuff like this that I can do. And they're not even really hacks. They're just good things to do for your body to make you feel better, to make you perform better. So look into that stuff. Look into autophagy. Look into fasting. Look into intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. Look into the cold showers thing. Those things are all very important. I will say, of course, that you need to do these mindfully. You need to really research and do these under supervision. I'm not saying to just jump into this if you don't know how to do it. That is is the caveat. It can be dangerous to do this. So make sure you're getting information from the right sources and make sure you're doing it with supervision. Okay, got that out of the way. So we did that. We're still doing the little short minor fast here. I sold those paintings. I packaged them. I shipped them out. I have painted a couple paintings new this week. I've gotten those up online. I've created a couple diptychs too. So what I try to do and what I was telling somebody else, which is another thing we did this week, met with some people from Shockbox, uh, Ariel Cohen and Michael Voss and his wife, Julie, and Monica Marks. We all met up here in the Valley. Voss came up from his Spectrum Life solo show at Shockbox, which was great. He delivered a print that I bought of his, which is awesome. And we all got to hang out. You know, we saw each other's studios. We chilled for a bit. We talked art. We talked life. That was wonderful. And what was I saying? (laughs) I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So I was talking about how I put work up. So it's something that I try to do. I was telling the group that I was putting up at least three to four pieces a week. I used to put up five every day, but I was telling them how you have to have consistency when you're putting your stuff up on art marketplaces. So, you know, I still put up three to four pieces a week 
and take new pictures of them every time and go put them on all my different art marketplaces, put them on my website, do all my social media, do all my marketing, do everything with that. And that takes a lot of time. And they were asking about sales. So with these four sales, for example, you know, you have to go through each one of those marketplaces, including your website. You need to mark them as sold. You need to make sure you're taking them down and cataloging those correctly because some of them I have a piece, like I'll sell a piece and it'll be part of another diptych or triptych or something. So I got to make sure I remember where these pieces are and on what art marketplaces they're on. And I need to be able to take those down and make sure that they're not available because if somebody buys them on another marketplace and I'm like, oh, wait, whoops, I actually already sold that. That doesn't look very professional. So yeah, it is a little bit of a hassle from time to time, but it's just something that comes along with the territory. I would much rather be selling these and having to do that. It's a good problem to have. But, you know, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's not for everybody. Some people like to do more of the brick and mortar gallery stuff. I do that a bit too, but I focus a lot on online stuff and it's not everybody's jam. And if it is your jam and if it becomes your jam, then you need to be able to realize that it's going to be a consistent thing. You have to be getting it on there consistently. You have to be getting eyeballs on it consistently. You have to get recognized by the algorithm consistently so you get promoted so on and so forth. We've talked about this before. Look at other episodes to find out more information on that. But that was one thing. So, you know, so we ticked a lot of the boxes, creating this week, shipping this week, selling this week, doing uh, some social stuff with some other artists. I'm going to be going to two shows tomorrow. Uh, First one will be uh, Julie Lippa's show at LAA and then Theodosia Marchant at the Great Art Space or Great Art Space in Beverly Hills. Both of those are solo shows. So we're going to be taking those boxes too. So kind of a full week of that stuff and finding time to create, finding time to be with friends and artist friends and talk art. Did the podcast. I did the interview and polished that up before I published it this week on Tuesday with Annie Morehauser. Got that out into the world, started marketing that, getting some eyeballs and some earlobes on that. So yeah, it's really been a full week. There have been some up and downs. There have been some high points. There's been some low points. There's been a little bit of craziness in the air with both my wife and I in her job and in my job and dealing with certain people. Just kind of another lesson of how to deal with people, how to talk to people and what not to do with other people. Don't freak out on people without having all the information first. That's always a good lesson. So what else? You know, did a lot of health stuff with the fasting and with the time-restricted eating, with the cold showers. I've also been doing this thing with protein. I've really researched this with a bunch of different people. Built to Move uh, book, Peter Atia the leading researcher on protein and protein synthesis. It was on Mark Hyman's podcast. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I just listened to it. And they all agree that we're drastically underestimating the amount of protein we need as we get older. You can get away with it as a kid, but we basically use protein synthesis to recycle everything in our bodies, you know, and it it goes towards like muscle development, brain development, uh, you name it. It just, it's so important. And What the FDA recommends is about half turns out what we need. So you're supposed to be getting somewhere between like 0.7 and 0.8 grams per pound of protein. That's not me. This is a bunch of the leading researchers and scientists and doctors out there. They're all agreeing on this now. So that's been something that I've been doing. 
And I've noticed that it has really helped me with my energy levels. It has helped me reduce anxiety. It has also helped me to get rid of some of the chronic pain and some of the tendinopathy that I've been having, which is really interesting. And there is science to back that up as well. Um, It's not my job to go into all that science, but um, you can look it up. You can listen to it on the Huberman Lab podcast. You can listen to it on the Dr. Mark Hyman podcast. You can hear it on the Tim Ferriss podcast. You can get it in the Built to Move book. Uh, There's a bunch of physical therapists, doctors, scientists, researchers that are all agreeing on this right now. And that's been kind of a game changer for me. And I'm looking forward to continuing that, getting better protein, getting higher levels of protein, and continuing to figure out my levels with carbs and uh, reducing starch and sugars, of course, which I already do. So all these things are great. Like, look, this might sound crazy. You might be like, why is he talking about all this stuff when uh, an art podcast? I'm talking about it because it is so important to be on top of your body and on top of your energy levels and on top of your health so you can create at your best, so you have the energy to get out into the world, talk to people, sell your work, get in galleries, do grants, do everything you possibly can for your art and for your life and be happy and be a well-adjusted person. Because let me tell you, I had a little breakdown with my chronic pain. I thought I was on top of all that already. I was in good shape. I was strong. I was healthy. I was breathing. I was meditating. I thought I had all the, the you know levels right. I was vegan. I was doing all that stuff. And I still had a breakdown and I'm still two and a half years later, recovering fully. And I'm getting there, which is great. But just a little bit of a cautionary tale for all of you out there, because if you don't have your health, you can't create your art. And I think that's it for the week. I know it's kind of a jam-packed week, jam-packed episode, but I think some of these things are interesting to talk about and to highlight. Hopefully you got a couple little nuggets out of there, uh, something that you can maybe apply or look into. If not, hopefully it was just entertaining a bit. Yeah, that's it for this week. We will talk to you next time on the next episode. Going to be figuring out some new interviewees in the coming months and got a lot of really good solo episodes coming up as well. So if you haven't had a chance yet to check out some of these top art podcast lists that The Living Artist is on, go and do that. You can see them in the description. You can probably find some more online by just Googling it. But thank you all for your support. Really appreciate it and look forward to bringing you some more episodes in the coming weeks and months. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, man. I can't believe I survived that, man. Where was that thing, brother? Hey, listen up. You haven't seen a girl with freckles run through here, have you? Oh, man. Where did you come from, man? I thought I told you to run, brother. Oh, you again. Oh, and say hi to Penny for me if you get a chance. Oh, man. I gotta lay off the vaping, man. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.